From time to time, mysterious things have fallen from the sky. Like in 2017, when a strange rock-like object came crashing down near Jaipur in Rajasthan. Some local newspapers covered it, so did some news channels. Most people living outside this village called Mukundpura wouldn't really have given it a second thought. Except for one person. Again, we got the news from the newspaper. So, the next day we visited the area. That's Dr. Dvijeshre, a planetary geologist at the Physical Research Laboratory in Ahmedabad. You may remember him from the previous episode. When Dr. Dvijesh read about this black rock falling into Mukundpura out of the blue, his team immediately headed to the village. They spoke to the local residents and then they went to see where this object had smashed into the ground. We visited the fall site. We have seen the small crater there. And after this visit, the researchers built a picture of what had happened that day. On the morning of June 6, 2017, at 5.15 am, an object weighing about 2 kilos came zipping through the atmosphere above Mukundpura village. Some residents saw a bright streak in the sky. A few others saw the burning object crash into the soft, sandy ground of the farm. Upon landing, this object created a crater about 15 centimeters wide and 10 centimeters deep. Definitely not big, but not insignificant either. The residents went looking, and when they came upon the crater, they saw that the object had broken up into several fragments and these pieces were very hot to touch. And they also had a sulphur-like smell. You know, the smell of rotten eggs or burnt matches. For Dr. Dvijesh, this was a great find. He and his colleagues took some of the pieces back to their lab and when they finished studying them, they found that this thing that had somehow managed to find its way to Rajasthan was a rare kind of meteorite one that holds the secrets of our solar system. Welcome to Imagined Tomorrow. This is the show where we imagine futures for India. Futures that could become a reality when science and tech try to solve problems within our uniquely Indian context. I'm your host, Shreya. This episode is an Imagined Tomorrow short, where we take a detour to discuss an idea sparked by a future we previously explored. Last episode, we asked, what if a killer asteroid was headed towards the Indian region? This episode, we'll talk about the smaller space rocks that often crash into us. We'll talk about hunting for meteorites and what they can tell us. If you search for meteorite hunting on Google, you'll find that the first hit is a Wikipedia article. It talks mostly about people in the US, amateurs and professionals who spend hours, days even, searching for meteorites in places like deserts and fields, usually with a metal detector in hand. Meteorites are basically broken bits of asteroids that made it through the atmosphere and crashed into Earth. And since most of these rocks have some amount of metallic iron and nickel in them, the idea is that they could be magnetic enough to set off a metal detector. It's this image of a man wearing cool sunglasses, sometimes a hat, combing through vast lands that's become synonymous with meteorite hunting. But what about India? After all, 
India has also seen several strange things drop from the sky. Many of these objects have turned out to be duds or junk, but many have also been confirmed to be shattered pieces of rocks from our solar system. Meteorites. But have we been tracking them? Well, not with a metal detector necessarily. Like you heard in the beginning, what tends to happen here is that some people might wake up to a bright flash in the sky, a loud ground-shaking thud or an odd burnt smell. And when they go to see what this strange event is, they sometimes find a mysterious black object. This makes it to the local news. And this news makes its way to a scientist somewhere in India, who then shifts in his chair in excitement. Like Dr. Dvijesh did, when he read about the Mukundpura object and immediately took off for the village. The main mass has been already collected by villagers and they handed over to local police stations. And the police had handed over all the pieces to the Geological Survey of India, or GSI. But we got sample from some police personnel and we also visited the GSI, also Jaipur region. So we have also uh, tried to get some sample from there itself. <laughs> That's how it often goes, he says. It's a fine dance, navigating multiple authorities, hoping that someone will give you a sliver of what could be an important rock from the solar system. But once you get your hands on it, the next step is to confirm that this rock is indeed a meteorite and not something else. And this confirmation happens in the lab. The Mukundpura object, for example, did turn out to be a rare kind of meteorite. It was what scientists call a carbonaceous chondrite. These are extremely ancient pieces of space debris from a time when our solar system was just forming billions of years ago. What do these rocks tell us? Well, lots actually. These carbon-rich meteorites have water in them. They also have minerals that form under the influence of water. Water, the great gift of life on Earth. But where did it come from? That has been a mystery for a very long time. Some argue that the oceans we see today on the surface of Earth came from within the planet. Others believe that comets and water-filled asteroids bombarding Earth, like the piece that landed in Rajasthan, carried water to us. So, by studying these kinds of meteorites, scientists can get one step closer to the answer. These carbon-rich space rocks also contain various kinds of organic molecules, from sugars to amino acids. Again, these can tell scientists if and how Asteroids may have played a role in the very origin of life on Earth. Meteorite is also is a poor man's probe and we call it a messenger from space also because different planetary missions are very high costly. So we can't afford all the time to get the samples from any celestial body. Meteorite can eject it out from any part, from any distant locations, from any celestial body which is highly inaccessible. So it's a free space sample. And we can study in the laboratory and we can infer the early solar system history and different process like that. These free space samples crash into Earth all the time. Researchers estimate that every year, more than 6,000 meteors are big enough to survive the journey through our atmosphere and reach the ground. That's about 16 or 17 meteorites every day. But most of these rocks either fall into the ocean or on some part of land that is desert or polar ice or a place where not many people live. So, we end up missing a whole lot of them. But occasionally, we do get lucky. 
like in 2019 when a watermelon sized object weighing 15 kilos fell into a rice field in a village in Bihar. Again, farmers in the village had seen a bright fireball like object streaking through the sky. Then there was a loud thud and then some smoke. By now you get the gist. This time there was a much larger crater about 1.5 meters deep. That's because this object was not only bigger than the one that fell in Rajasthan in 2017, but scientists found that it was a different kind of meteorite, a stony meteorite which is heavier and harder than the carbon-rich one that crashed into Mukundpura. This might give you a taste of how different kinds of space rocks can have different impacts depending on where they strike and what they are made of. But not all mysterious black objects falling from the sky are meteorites. On February 8, 2016, an object crashed into the campus of Bharati Dasan Engineering College in Vellore in Tamil Nadu. People reported there was an explosion. Windows on campus got smashed, debris flew around, and the object apparently left a 1.2 meters deep crater. This time though, nobody had seen a fireball in the sky. But there were casualties driver or or vandu romba padugaayam adandirundaru adhellama gardeners or rendu perum a bus driver who was around died after being hit by one of the flying pieces two others were injured some folks insisted that this was a clear case of a meteorite but many others including scientists from nasa the indian institute of astrophysics and the prl where dr dwijesh works concluded that it was not a meteorite Yeah, I have visited there. The piece which was in the, I think, DIG or some police personnel they have collected. Uh, but I have seen the piece actually. That doesn't look like a meteorite. I don't know what the material is. Could be a space junk. As per NASA people, they are yeah. doing something else. But uh, that's not a meteorite. How can you know if an object is a meteorite just by looking at it? There is a lot of confusion between meteorites and meteorong. if it is a meteorite means physically we should have some burnt outer face we call it a fusion crust a fusion crust when uh, come into the atmospheric entry during the travels the outer surface look burnt so we should to get a fusion crust there it should be relatively heavy because some of the metallic grains are there in the meteorites so relatively denser as compared to the normal terrestrial rock earth hmm. rocks and it should be magnetic also because of the presence of the metallic grains there are some flow lines also when they pass through the atmosphere there is a radiating feature like flow lines should develop on their outer surface meteorites and meteorongs you can do some tests at home to figure this out i leave a link in the show notes i actually wish i'd known about all of this when i visited the fort in jaisalmer a few months ago Inside there's this small shop that sells all kinds of rocks. The seller also has what he claims is a meteorite. And he'll show it to you if you ask him. It's a small black rock with a shiny smooth surface. It's definitely magnetic. But I'm not sure if it passes all the meteorite tests or if it is a meteorong. I find it quite fascinating though that we are so frequently bombarded by meteorites. Dr. Dwijesh himself has studied eight of these from different parts of India. His institute has analyzed more than 30. The Geological Survey of India has a record of over 400 of these. There is also a database that's online that you can check out. I'll leave a link for that too. 
This list has details of about 150 or so space rocks that have hit India in the past. These rocks range from ones that are a few grams in weight to ones that are over 70 kilos, plus the three big asteroids that we discussed in the last episode. You know, the ones that left behind India's three big confirmed craters. But these are space rocks that we know about. There are lots of meteorites that we miss out on, simply because we have not been tracking them. No, we don't have any dedicated system actually, that's the problem. But in future, we should definitely have this tracking system, either in the form of camera or radar or whatever it is. We can install them in our existing astronomical observatory there, which we already have. The UK and US, for example, have a network of cameras and telescopes pointed toward the sky to record incoming asteroids and meteorites. And this has been useful. For example, on November 19, 2022, Scientists spotted a small asteroid just three hours before it zipped through the sky over Canada, broke up into many pieces, then landed in Lake Ontario. In India, meteorite tracking is very opportunistic. If it is a daytime, okay, we can say that there is a witness. But in the nighttime, actually, we don't know whether any meteorite falling or anything is happening. That's why we need to record because unless people see something to fall, it is very difficult to go there and to collect the sample. Someone has to notice first. And if we notice, we can learn some important things, like how asteroids break up in our atmosphere before the pieces crash into us. That's useful to know, because when these space objects explode above us, they can release as much energy as nuclear weapons. Remember the Chelyabinsk story from the previous episode, when a 20-meter asteroid exploded over Russia and its shockwaves caused considerable damage and injured thousands of people? If we monitor incoming meteors, then we could get better at predicting the damage that we can expect if a similar thing were to strike us again. Not just that, meteorites can expand our understanding of the universe. Take this story for example. It all starts in 1950, when a man named Charles Frederick Bell was prospecting land to mine near a place called Wedderburn in Australia. One day he found an apple-sized red and black object. He tried to kick it off the road, but it was unusually heavy. This caught his attention, so he took it to the Victorian Mines Department in Melbourne. From there, it was passed on to a scientist named Dr. Austin Edwards. Dr. Edwards then analysed it and confirmed that it was a meteorite one that was particularly rich in nickel. The story could have ended there. But in 2018, nearly 70 years later, a group of researchers decided to probe some more. And when they studied a small piece of that meteorite, they were in for a surprise. Inside, they found tiny grains of a mineral that no one had ever seen occurring naturally on Earth. It had only been made artificially during the production of steel. But here it was, inside a rock from outer space. The researchers named this mineral Edscotite. So, how did it form? Some scientists say that Edscotite might have been created inside another planet during the early days of our solar system as its core heated up. At some point, the planet may have crashed into another planet or a moon or something else, which would have released large chunks of this planet flying around. After circling around in our solar system for billions of years, one of these chunks perhaps had another crash and eventually ended up in Australia. 
talk about a long, long road trip. Imagined Tomorrow is created and hosted by me, Shreya Das Gupta. Abhijit Shailanath made the theme music and did the sound design, mixing and editing. Thanks to Dr. Dwijeshre for sharing his wisdom with us. We were also helped by Nihira Ram and Abhishek Madan. If you liked this episode and would like to support us, do give us a shout out on social media and share it with your friends and family to get the word out. Our email is imaginedtomorrow at gmail.com. You can also say hi to me on Twitter at Shreyadas Gupta. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for today. See you soon.